Thank you for hosting this debate time. Glad people got a chance to see that elections are about a choice. Look, I've been in Washington now for two terms in the Senate, and in the two terms I've been there, no U.S. senator has gotten more done than I have. Today, parents in Florida whose child have pediatric cancer will have options because I took on the pharmaceutical companies and passed the bill that forced them. The child tax credit doubled because I passed the bill that did that. Veterans that, had, that were exposed to toxic burn pits will now get treatment at the VA and not have to fight with the VA because we just passed the bill that I sponsored all of these bipartisan to make that happen. And millions of American small businesses and millions of American small business jobs were saved because of a bill we passed. And so I'm asking for a chance to continue that work because I have a record of not just identifying the problems but fixing it. And my opponent has been in Congress now for half a decade and has never passed a single piece of legislation into law, not one. The only thing she does is vote 100% with Pelosi. The vote is clear and I'm asking voters for their support. The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed, the married couples in the privacy of their bedroom, excuse me, the mar I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision. Imagine, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. How, oh, how is that guy president? How does he hold the highest office in the land he can't even read the teleprompter because you know it's not off the top of his head it's just all off the teleprompter he can't even perform that simple task when he needs to how just i just i can't i i, I just don't understand it I, I don't understand how he's president i don't welcome back everybody <laughs> marco rubio did a good job last night uh and he doesn't get as much credit as he should believe it or not he really has uh, if you look at statistics, passed the most uh, bills in, of any senator, at least that's serving right now. I can't say in history, but at least right now. He is very active and does a good job. He just doesn't get any credit in a lot of the bills that he sponsors or the bills that he um, – or in the bills that he gets passed, excuse me, fly under the radar and the media doesn't really talk about them, so he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Uh, he's just one of many – all the races are heating up, lots of debates going on. I, Not being biased, but just watching all of the debates. Uh, Marco Rubio's debate yesterday, I thought he handled himself very well. He is poised, he is seasoned, he knows what he's doing. Uh, Val Demings, she's a turd, she's been a turd, uh, no surprise there. But I think most of the GOP right now is doing a pretty solid job at all the debates. I think the one we expected to be more of a train wreck was Herschel Walker and Herschel Walker came out slugging. He looked like Mike Tyson back in the eighties and nineties. He did such a good job there. So everybody's been holding their own and they've been pointing out what's necessary to point out how one sided these Democrats are and all the flaws and that the Democrats need to own all the flaws in the economy and, and the entire world right now, really. Uh, but they've done a excellent job up to this point in every debate that I have watched. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. I know we're less than three weeks out, and I'm feeling pretty confident that we're moving in the right direction. Now, this was unintentional. I talked to you about the Cadillac yesterday, and it just so happens that I was bruising, uh, perusing through Breitbart and reading a bunch of different articles, and another EV thing came up. So I may be beating this to death or not. Maybe it's one of my pet peeves between that and a few other things that I tend to constantly bring those topics up. But the EV thing is just two reasons I talk about it. One, 
is a lot of people are freaking out if you talk to them that the combustion engine, they think it's going to be gone by 2035. I don't share that opinion. I know that they're going to have a lot more electric vehicles on the road, but they're not going to dwindle down their entire fleet. Even if they're telling the Democrats and the radical left that that's the direction they're going in, they're not going to because they're going to see the demand is not there for it. Uh, And number two, I am just tired of this constant green push. None of it makes any sense. It's not better for the environment. If you really look into everything, the cost of the batteries themselves, how toxic they are to dispose of, what is the shelf life of these batteries? Once you really get into the nitty gritty of everything, there's not there's not this huge benefit. Even if there is a little bit of a benefit, it's not enough to achieve the goal that they want to achieve. Uh, it is enough to achieve the goal that they're going after, which is control. But if you're looking to actually have an impact on the environment, they're just not good enough to do anything uh, substantial for the environment. It's just not going to happen. So I stay on it because it annoys me. Electric car nightmare, another one. An EV owner details a 15-hour track to travel 178 miles. Did I not? That's why I picked this out. I'm going, wow, I'm, I'm either on the ball or somebody was listening to me and decided to do a story about what I said. But did we not just talk about me driving up to Orlando, which is only you know, two hours and 45 minutes, and I'm going, I said it would take me, what, five, six hours to get up there where it should only take me? Well... <laughs> ironically here it is here's the the proof is in the pudding right uh, an electrical uh, vehicle owner who takes road trips between cayenne and casper in wyoming has revealed that his first trip of 178 miles took a staggering 15 hours to complete in his electric nissan leaf so you got just right there alone i'm gonna read you the article and flip my paper here so bear with me for a second You know, I don't like reading things on a computer as much. Um, It was difficult. For example, it took 15 hours to get from Cayenne to Casper. Alan Ohashi, or Ohasha, told Cowboy State Daily, adding that this particular trip wasn't taken in the beginning of the EV era. This was in May of 2022. So this is your supposed updated technology. So keep that in mind. One month later, Ohashi... Uh, was able to complete the round trip in about 11 hours. (laughs) 11 hours to drive 178 miles. 70 mile an hour on a highway. Two hours is 140 miles. You only got an additional 38 miles. You know, technically 30 minutes. So a two and a half hour trip took you 11 hours. Travel, think about what I've told you from way back. I've been complaining about charge and battery time on these forever. And I always said to you that it's almost like they're trying to contain you in your area, that these cars are designed for you not to travel. Because what do a lot of people like to do? A lot of people like to hit the open road. You like to take a road trip. You like to travel somewhere. Or you're visiting family. You know, that's two or three hours away. It's not unrealistic. I know me. Uh, I'll drive three hours to Orlando, do whatever I got to do and drive back in the same day and don't think nothing of it. Okay. It's like they're trying to contain you. Cause if you can't even do that, you're kind of stuck in your area. So road travel becomes non-existent. 
you're not traveling across country. You're definitely not doing Route 66, which is still one of my dreams. I'd like to do the Route 66, even though it goes through a couple of uh, stupid states there that I don't really care to visit. I'll just, those will be blow-by states for me. <laughs> and I'll check the rest of it out. You're not doing that anymore, especially in these electric vehicles. They just don't have the charge. Let me continue on here. Uh, Ohashi's experience driving across Wyoming has made uh, such an adventure that the EV owner even wrote a book about the subject titled On the Trail, Electric Vehicle Advice and Anxiety. I mean, this guy went out of his way to make a book uh, about traveling across country. Because it was such an adventure. I don't. I, I wouldn't say it's a positive adventure. Maybe he made the best of a bad situation, which is fine, uh, and enjoyed his time, and that's great. At least he did that for himself to give himself a little bit of uh, peace. But I don't know. Most people don't have time nowadays. Unless you're traveling to do something fun, most people, you're on the grind, you're on the go. You don't have time to turn a two-and-a-half-hour trip into 11 hours. Ohashi said that on his first trip to Cody, Wyoming, from Colorado and his Nissan Leaf, he used a level three charger at a public charging station in Wellington, Colorado, which uh, which can take this small vehicle between 10 to 30 minutes to charge. Okay? But the charge wasn't even enough to get him to Casper, Wyoming. So he had to drive 30 miles to Cayenne where he could use a level two charger at a Nissan dealership at that level, Ohashi said uh, he would get roughly 10 miles worth of power for every hour he was hooked up. Oh my God, this is just a t- 10, it's, it, it's just so dumb. You get 10 miles for an hour. Uh, who has that time? All right, let's <laughs> So he hooks, and this is at the actual Nissan dealership where you think you'd be able to charge it and there'd be some type of quick charge where in an hour you get a full charge and you're rolling. Apparently not. He said what he's learned from driving uh, this is patience. Uh, He's a better man than I because uh, patience, what I would learn is how to hustle the insurance company and set that thing on fire. Tell him to come get it, total it, I'm going to buy something that's gas powered. That's That's what I would learn, how to get away with that. Um, additionally, the EV owner can't just call AAA to bring them more electricity. So an electric vehicle that runs out of power needs to be towed to the nearest charging station. So if you're going across country and you happen to die there somewhere in the middle of, let's say uh, the desert or a desolate area where the next town's 40 miles up and God knows in those little areas, you know, you don't have a charging station. You're going to actually have to pay more money to have somebody come get you tow it to the nearest charging station and then sit there for how long a day to charge it, to get moving again. Uh, This doesn't make any logical sense. These EVs beware, be leery. You see the truck can't pull anything. These cars can't go cross country. And in GM's case for Cadillac, guess what? <laughs> you get to spend $1,000 per mile of charge for them. So you get to buy a brand new $300,000 Cadillac that under the best of conditions is only going to give you 300 miles. And I think that most automobiles, I know for my work trucks, because I don't, it's not my personal, you know, they have all digital dash and they everything's being checked in red now the one that i drive if i fill up the truck and i believe it's a v6 um 
I get 500 miles to the tank, 22-gallon tank, 500. Yeah, so for the Cadillac, you get 300. Uh, 500, 200 miles more, it's, it's, I don't know, to me it's better. <laughs> You're going to be on the road that much longer. Uh, but 300 is not that much. It's not as far as you think it is. And, again, that's under the best of conditions. So, in reality, you probably want to take 10 or 15% of that off and chop it off and say maybe you're getting 270 miles, 260 miles, somewhere in there in all reality. So you better be near a charging station because I don't think you really want to leave a $300,000 Cadillac on the side of the road. All right. Going back to the elections a little bit, Bloomberg, you remember how much money he spent to try to defeat Donald Trump in 2016? Well, he's back at it again. The former mayor and 2020 presidential candidate, who was a disaster, to put it lightly, plans to spend $60 million to help boost Democrats in this year's midterm election. According to a new report, uh, the spending includes $11 million to Democrat Party's top house super PAC and $15 million to groups such as Planned Parenthood and Abortion Rights PAC Emily List. Per a report from the Washington Post, uh, the report also says that Bloomberg has made more than a million in donations to Governor Whitmer uh, in Michigan, Josh Shapiro in PA, Governor uh, Grisham in New Mexico, and Governor Polis in Colorado for their gubernatorial races. And I'm sorry I read that a little bit slowly. You know names are not my uh, thing. Uh, but he is back at it, trying to fund all these radicals. Abortion seems to be, they, they're so out of touch. They think abortion is the number one. That, that's where it's at. That's what is on every person in the United States mind is that they're concerned with abortion. Not that you're concerned with gas prices, not that you're concerned, which as far as gas prices go, I know you heard that they're going to release an additional 15 million barrels of our strategic oil reserve to try to soften the blow <laughs> before midterm so that the gas prices might taper off a little bit prior to midterms, hoping that that'll be just enough to get people to say, well, you know, the Democrats are doing a great job. We're going to vote for them because gas went down five cents over the last three weeks like that does anything. But really, think hard, please, people. Use your brain. God gave you one. That's that lump three feet above your rear end. You got one. Okay, five cents a gallon, if you had a 20-gallon tank, Joe Biden saved you a whopping dollar. <laughs> so that, that's, that is not like he's doing you any favors. So please pay attention. So going back, they're not concerned with the economy, with inflation. I just got some inflation numbers here in the state of Florida. Most places, groceries, the, inf the inflated price on your food products are much higher than the overall national inflation, which is at 8.2. Most places, groceries are up somewhere between 11 on the low end and 13 on the high end. I just found out in Florida, specifically South Florida, our food prices are up 20%. And believe me, you feel it because the grocery store, when you're spending a couple hundred dollars and it's 20% more, it's hurting you. You know, it's just, it's a combination of everything. It's gas, food, electric, auto insurance, I mean, everything, the cost of cars, everything. So when you throw it all in one big bundle, it's, it's a lot of money. It's a strain on any person here in the United States. 
But the Democratic Party, they're so out of touch that they think the one thing that you're sitting home thinking about night and day, day and night, that's bothering you so much, that that is the way that they can get you to vote for them is that you're worried about an abortion. Most women are not even going to ever have one. Maybe some of them might have considered at one point but didn't do it. Uh, so I don't see how they are so out of touch that they think that's the number one thing going into the midterms, but that's what they're doing. They're sticking to their guns there. Tulsi Gabbard with the elections. You know, she's she's definitely made a big transition. She's a liberal. Don't get this confused here. Okay. Tulsi Gabbard has left the Democratic Party because she says they no longer represent what she is. She is actually a moderate Democrat. She's not an extremist. She does love this country and wants the best for this country. She doesn't want to see it destroyed like the elites do that are in Washington right now. So she has decided to leave the Democratic Party and she's asking anybody that feels the same way that she does to leave it with her. Well, She obviously knows that this party is so radical that she is um, campaigning for GOP candidates, which is interesting. Uh, She went out of her way to go to New Hampshire and campaign for Don Bolduc. I think that's the way you pronounce that. Um, And she said that she was pretty sure that both Hitler and Biden had good intentions to justify their authoritarianism behavior. Bold statement. I mean, I like it. Uh, you know, they For years, we had to listen to them say that Trump was acting like a uh, dictator and they would compare Trump to Hitler. And all the time that Trump was in the White House, all I ever saw was him trying to restore the power to the people. I didn't see him grabbing any for himself. I saw him trying to save the country, protect our borders, fund our military, peace around the world. He was doing a solid job. Do I agree with every single thing that the man did? Obviously not. I don't know anybody that could agree with everything a man did here on this planet. About the only one that I agree with everything he did would be Jesus Christ. Beyond that, you're you're going to disagree with people even if you're on the same side. That's the a natural human condition. But he never acted like a dictator at any point in his presidency before or even after ever. However, Joe Biden since he's been in the White House has tried to force us to do so many things like dictators do. Your jobs were being threatened if you didn't take the vaccine, forcing people to wear masks against their will, still trying to force children to take shots, forcing you to accept abortion, restricting you from free speech. You're not allowed to say anything that would be considered against the establishment. I mean, everything this guy does is more fascist than Trump could have ever dreamed of being. But he's never held accountable for it. Uh, the media runs cover for him all the time. And, and side note, I just saw an uh, article uh, was from um, MXM News that the majority of voters, a new poll found uh, that the New York Times f- uh, finds nearly 60% of registered voters view the media as a threat to democracy, out- outranking both Donald, T- Donald Trump and Joe Biden. My God, I was struggling to get that one out. <laughs> um, and that's for the very reason I'm talking about. You know, they don't show Biden for what he truly is. 
They don't show how he's behaving like a dictator. If it was a level playing field, both sides, right and left, would be saying what he is doing is wrong. They would be reporting news true. They wouldn't have an agenda to their platforms. They would just, it is what it is. Whatever the news is, wherever the story leads you, is where it goes. But that's not the way it is. 90% of media outlets run cover for the Democrats nonstop, so they're not to be trusted. So it's not a big surprise when you find out that 60% of the United States disagrees with them. I mean, I like reading news more than watching news. Watching news on TV is nauseating. Watching these people, uh, it's it's like a parody for all of them. They're all, it's just a, a repeat channel after channel saying the same things over and over. It'll make you sick. I prefer to absorb my news by reading because I find that you have more Honest journalists, depending on where you're looking, what sources you're going to, that are trying to find the story. Because we have a severe shortage of actual, of journalists. You just don't have them like you used to. You don't have them out there taking the time to run the story down, confirm the story, look at it from every angle, and try to bring you the facts as they know them, as they are presented to them, and what they believe to be true. You know, you would have less commentary and more facts presented to you. And here's the evidence. You sort it out for yourself beyond that. But this is what we have found up to this point. You don't get that for sure on TV. You do get some of that depending on what you're reading. You know, Laura Logan's a good example. Laura Logan was a pretty good journalist. You know, she was on the left. She was on the right. The left left didn't like her. They got rid of her because they said she was saying things that were inaccurate and they didn't like the way she was behaving. And then she ended up going to what? Was it Fox News? And then because she questioned things that they didn't want her to talk about, they booted her off of Fox News. But why? She's a journalist. She's chasing the story down. We should be allowed to ask questions. So going back, if media outlets were honest... They would report on Joe Biden honestly and highlight him in his true form as the modern day Hitler in the beginning stages, in the beginning phase of his rise, where it appears all good to most people, especially to people on his side before the nation became radicalized. And that's what Joe Biden is. They don't report that honestly. And because of that, nobody trusts media. Shocker. And they are, they are, without a doubt, a threat to this republic. They are, without a doubt. Find good sources, stick to your sources, know what Joe Biden is because he's a turd, and let's make some changes. You know, let's make some changes starting in November. Let's take that first step. And again, I'm feeling pretty positive. I said this in the beginning of the episode, but I'm feeling pretty positive from what I'm seeing. Uh, But let's make those changes, get out there and vote because... No matter how good things look, if you don't go out there and participate, it's not going to be so good. The the turnout's going to be bad. So let's get out there, do what we're supposed to do. Let's take this first step in restoring America. And I think we'll, we'll do all right going forward. We'll live to play another day. If not, if you let the Democrats hold control of everything, well, I guess... It's the way it's supposed to be, and we're going to go through some very tough times. (laughs) And that's just the way it is. 
All right, I know it's a little bit short, but uh, that's all the time I got. So if you like what you hear, please rate and review me. If you'd like to check out anything else I do, go to my website, littlejocc.com. If you'd like to contact me, go to the contact section. I will respond. Beyond that, have a wonderful rest of your day. We will do it again tomorrow.